Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson. Wife, mom blessed by adoption, Jesus freak, wonderluster, overcomer, encourager, and an intentional living coach for moms. If you've stumbled upon this podcast, you're likely a Christian mom who's seeking more peacefully productive days. And what does that mean when we put it together? Well, first and foremost, we're focused on the peace that surpasses understanding and the steadfast loving kindness that comes from our Father in heaven. Next, we're focused on being good stewards of all our gifts and resources that we have been given in this life. And next, we want to be productive members of our family and our home, as well as our community and the kingdom. So if that sounds like you, let's go dig into today's episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. Hello, sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today I want to talk about our children. And this partly has to do with our relationship with them and our roles as mothers. But I really want to talk about how much we as mothers underestimate our children and their capabilities and their competence and how we can sometimes have a tendency to hold them back. And before you jump off saying, I don't hold my kids back, listen in. I want to dig into this a little bit, talk about some things, share some quotes, and talk about just a little bit of personal testimony with this. So I think a big part of motherhood is most certainly um, raising our children up in the way that they should go, right? It's teaching them about who God is um, and and hopefully through example, so that they will grow up to know and love and serve him. But a huge part of it is also equipping them in responsibility and independence. I love this quote from a Sunshine Parenting article that says, Managing our own belongings is one of the many skills a responsible human adult needs. Even small humans can learn to be responsible for their own belongings. In order to allow kids to learn new skills, adults need to remember to give them small responsibilities and lots of guidance starting at an early age. We also need to understand that they will not initially do the tasks as well as we fully grown adults do. Being patient and giving instructions and allowing kids time and practice until they become competent at doing them on their own is what kids need from parents and other adults in order to grow into capable, responsible, thriving adults. And I think a big reason why we have a tendency not to do this is because we come into motherhood and we're, we're handed this tiny little human being and they literally are helpless without us, right? They, they need us to eat. They need us to support their heads and everything. But we have a struggle getting out of this, their babies mentality. They're always our babies in our minds as moms. And 
we can have a tendency in this to think that they must be protected from every possible harm, fall, injury, bruise, scrape, cut, hurtful moment, every bully, every heartbreak and, and hurtful feeling. While it's perfectly understandable that this nurturing instinct sets in, we also need to realize that without the opportunity to learn, learning will not happen. That we need to allow our kids the opportunity to solve their own problems. And we need to allow our kids the opportunity to fail and to learn from that failure. Otherwise, they're going to grow up to be adults who think failure is unacceptable and who don't know how to learn from failure and who don't know how to solve their own problems or exercise autonomy over themselves. And so autonomy is a word that means self-governance. It's freedom from external control or influence. It's independence. And I believe that kids who grow up to become thriving young adults are those who are intrinsically motivated. They're creatively empowered and confidently independent. As adults in their lives, we are here to support the development of these skills. That means we have to give them room to think and to try and to be and to fail. When a child is able to identify their own interests and pursue them and explore it in a meaningful way that is done by their own self-governance and their own self-direction, so much learning takes place. But it's not just learning. It's deep, authentic learning that allows them to continue to learn. It literally is allowing them to become equipped on their own. And I think this idea to a lot of mothers is our children being equipped on their own is a difficult one for us to wrap our heads around and grasp at times. Because remember, they're always our babies. When they were put into our arms, they were helpless. And it's difficult for us to change. It's difficult for us to get out of that mindset that they might not need us as much as they originally did. I know that adulthood is complex. I know that there were a lot of things that I did not learn in childhood or I did not learn growing up that I then had to learn in adulthood. Some things about being driven, about having internal confidence in my own thoughts, in my own decision-making, and to be resourceful and resilient, but to have empathy towards others um, and, and to have grace towards myself and to live a life of purpose and, and passion and drive outside of external recognition and rewards and, and external markers. And I think that allowing our kids this autonomy in this space is really what creates that tendency to be more responsible and more independent, but it's difficult. Again, it's difficult for us as moms. And I think another reason why is because being a mom gives us purpose. They say every time a child is born, a mother is born too. And I don't know where that quote came from at all. Something I think I just read the other day in a slightly different context. But when when we become a mom, our children become a huge part of our purpose. And this is a huge part of my mission too. I really do believe that 
our job as mothers is the parenting commission in Deuteronomy 6, that we're not only to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, that's elaborated on a little because that's from Mark 12, as you know, if you've been stuck around my community for a little while. But it continues on in Deuteronomy to talk about how we are to train up our children in knowing this about the Lord and to write it on our doorposts and on our foreheads and have it always be on our heart and, and in the words that we speak and, and everywhere we go, it should be a topic that we're discussing and bringing up. And I fully, fully, fully agree a hundred percent because scripture says, because God says that this is our, our duty and our job and our purpose as mothers. But at the same time, I don't think that we're allowed to neglect the fact that we also have this great commission that says to go and make disciples. And yes, I believe that it's our responsibility to do that in our home. But I believe it's also our responsibility, even while we are at home raising up our children, that we are to do it outside of our homes as well. And that's done in a number of ways, in a capacity of ways. And I talked about this in one of the very first episodes on this podcast about our um, individual and greater purposes. And I talk about this a lot in my in my marketing and in my community and in my coaching program. But I think it's important that we as moms don't hold on to our children being our only purpose and don't allow our children to become our only purpose. I was actually watching a TV show last night and so tragically, thankfully it was, it was a fake TV show. I don't know if this ever happened for real, but all these moms, one mom headed it up and she's like, no, you all need a girl's night. We're doing this. And so they rented a party bus and all the moms were just drinking champagne in the back of this party bus and the driver was sleepy. And so he ended up crashing and you know, all the moms were we're stuck on the side of the road and the EMTs were there and yada, yada. But there was this one mom who's like, who's going to get my daughter to hockey? Who's going to push her? Who's going to push her? Who's going to do this? How's she even going to get a scholarship? Is she even going to go to college? Oh my goodness. Like, what if something happens to me? And it was like very clear that this mom, like her daughter was her sole purpose in her life, but her daughter was her sole purpose in her life in a sense that like she was kind of not allowing her daughter this autonomy and this self-governance. She was kind of micromanaging her daughter's life. But but outside of her being a mom to her daughter and and showing up and being everything she always needed and continuing to push her and and everything else like that, like this mom didn't have any other purpose. She never mentioned her husband. She never mentioned anything else that she was pouring into. And and I think that while this is a fictitious TV show, it's easy for a lot of us as moms to get caught up in that. And I think it goes back to, they're always our babies. They were put in our arms as these helpless little beings every couple of hours. We need to feed them and burp them and change their diapers and support their necks. And the first couple of years of life are absolutely crazy when they're learning and growing so much. And we have to be there for, for every step of the way of that and just pouring out ourselves to be everything that they need very early on. But I want to encourage you that there is so much more to you than being just a mom. Just a mom is not a bad thing by any means. So he hear me correctly there. 
but I believe that you are more than a mom. I believe that God created you uniquely. I believe that you have lived certain experiences and you have with the strength of the Lord overcome certain things. I believe that he has equipped you with certain gifts and strengths and that those two need to be fostered in motherhood and outside of motherhood. That the things like serving our community are so incredibly important. And I'm not saying this in a, in a way to shame you in that, you know, you need to be doing more, but I'm saying this in a way to empower and equip you and to remind you that there is more than sitting at home and serving our children 24 seven. And I think another reason that we have a tendency to underestimate the capabilities and competencies of our children is because as human beings, I think we're just naturally more focused on weaknesses than strengths. And this has to do with ourselves and with others. This has to do with, you know, not being able to give ourselves grace and beating ourselves up for falling short of our own expectations. But this also has to do with other people. I see it a lot in marriages, but then I see it a lot in motherhood too. Not that we're sitting there necessarily harping on our kids every time that they mess up, but we have a tendency to look at the things that they're not doing, like I said earlier, to the to the capabilities and um, capacities as an adult would. And instead of instructing them and being patient with them and helping them in those skills until they become competent, we're just like, oh, no, you didn't do it right, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I'll just go ahead and do it for you. And so I think we have to be very careful and very mindful of when we are doing that. I love this TikToker. I'm sorry. I don't remember her name. I've come across her profile a couple of times, but she allows her kids to do so much. Even her son was like one and a half and was like making his own sandwiches and all kinds of stuff. And she had this little kitchen set up for them. And it was just so cool to watch her kids and how incredibly capable they were. And that's what really inspired me to see and, uh, and explore and allow my son to explore how capable he was. And I started doing some very similar things. And so some of the things that I've noticed in my son and granted, he's just two, just turned two and a half. Right. So he's, he's still itty bitty. Like there's a lot of stuff. He can't even speak full sentences yet. We're, we're, we're going to be doing potty training as this episode's released. So if you're listening to this live, well, you know, the week that it was released, um, please be praying for us. But aside from all of that, he is so incredibly capable. It's been over six months now. He or right about six months, actually, that he has had glasses. And this was something that I was very worried about because a two-year-old getting glasses and, you know, learning to keep, keep something on your face 24 seven, um, at that age, I was just like, man, how is this going to work? I, I took a few tips from the optometrist who had said, you know, encourage him to do it when he's doing things that he loves, you know, start out for just 10 minutes a day. Okay. If you want to play with Play-Doh or if you want screen time, you're going to need your glasses on and, and going from there. And I was just blown away by how responsible and capable he is. Like this kid right now, not even six months into having glasses, um, puts them on his face himself 
and at night takes them off and puts them on his nightstand. There have been so many times he just wakes up and he comes out into the living room with his glasses on his face, like grabs them himself. No doubt. He's a kid. There's times he takes them off while he's playing and throws them on the floor. And there are times where he's irritable or tired that he doesn't want to wear them. And we have already lost two pairs of glasses, one broke and one pretty sure is hiding somewhere. I don't think it's missing. They were his least favorite pair. Um, So he is a kid. You know, he is still a toddler. He's not perfect. But I was just blown away by his ability to have this self-governance and to manage himself and to be responsible and independent and caring for his glasses. I think he's very independent in a lot of things. And I think this comes about with all children of the toddler age, right? They're like, wait, I'm my own human and I can decide what clothes I want to wear and I can do this all by myself. I don't need your help, mommy. And I think that's very natural and very normal for kids that age, but just allowing him the options to choose um, really reduces the amount of like fights or tension that we have in our home. Instead of saying, this is what you're wearing today, put it on. And it turning into kind of this like tussle about getting dressed. We always try to present him with multiple options. Do you want to wear this or do you want to wear that? And then he gets to pick and then he's excited about putting it on. Similarly to, you know, pajamas. Do you want to wear the minion pajamas or do you want to wear the Ninja Turtle pajamas and letting him pick and Sometimes he doesn't like either option because he knows the Batman pajamas are in there or something like that, right? But giving him that independence and that autonomy for him to be able to choose and make decisions for himself. Another area that I am just so impressed with him is in cleaning up. And, you know, some days are better than others, of course. But again, this was like six months ago. Um... I don't even know if he was two at the time, but right around two, maybe it was right before he turned two, but he wanted to play with Play-Doh or something like that. But his Legos were out all over the floor and, you know, it was normal for us to clean up Legos. It was just, we would do it together and encourage him, you know, to help out before moving on to the next activity. And I, I told him, if you want to play with Play-Doh, I need you to clean up all of your Legos and put them in the Lego bin. And then I got up and I don't know if I went to the kitchen or went to the bathroom or something. And I came back. Not only were all of his Legos picked up and put in the bin, but the bin was put back in the toy room. And I never told him to put them in the toy room, not this day or ever prior. He just noticed that's what dad and I were doing. After we would clean up all the Legos and put them in the bin, we would put the bin back in the toy room. And so I was just thoroughly impressed, very amazed at him being able to do this. But that changed our world that day because now I could see how capable he was and how competent he was at cleaning up and putting things away. And so now it's more of a habit that he knows before we move on to the next thing, we're going to clean up this one thing and move on. And the last area that I want to give a testimony about is, is cooking. And this is like I was talking about that TikToker um, a little bit earlier. She was allowing her kid to make sandwiches and all this other stuff. And so I actually have this cute little video of my son making himself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So we just, um, I got out the bread and put it on a plate for him. And we had the peanut butter and jelly out and I opened them up. And he himself was using one of his little kid knives um, and would scoop some peanut butter and spread it on 
on the bread and then lick it and then get some more. So don't have peanut butter and jelly from my house if you don't want my son's germs in there because <laughs> they're all in that peanut butter now. But I just allowed him to, you know, it was a silly game. I, I didn't scold him for doing that, but um, it took a few minutes and, and he even got some jelly on there and he even took the bread and flipped it over on top of itself and smashed the sandwich together and picked it up and took a bite. And then even being more thoroughly impressed, he took the lid from each of them, the peanut butter and the jelly, and put them back on and screwed them on before he finished his sandwich that day. And so I just want to say in stepping forward in this and in, in being this first domino and in and living this out before I even come out here and talk to you guys about it, I want to say just how much I am thoroughly impressed with my own child being capable when I am sitting there and allowing myself to focus on his strengths, allowing myself to go through that process of change and recognizing that he doesn't need me for every whim and every call, recognizing, yeah, he's still little and there's a lot of stuff that he is not able to do or understand yet that he is not a baby anymore. And that's okay. It's okay for him to grow up and it's okay for him to learn and be independent and be responsible and have autonomy over himself and his body and his actions and his things. Um, And so I just want to encourage you other mothers, like my son isn't a genius. He's not perfect. He's just like any other of your toddlers out there. We have behavioral issues. Pretty sure he has ADHD because this kid cannot sit still to save his life, whether he's eating or watching a show or anything like that. He's got to be bouncing around. And so um, just to encourage you just to try, just to maybe lay down your expectations a little bit, to give a little grace, recognizing that they're not going to initially be able to do any of these tasks as well as we adults would, and to be patient to give instructions, to give those elementary level of instructions and to allow them time to practice, to give them freedom, to learn through falling, to learn through trying, to learn through failing and just being, to give them the space to problem solve on their own. And, and also I think it's really important to point out in this episode about, um, about discipline, right? I think, I think there are times where our kids, like I've noticed with mine, now that I've given him this autonomy and independence and responsibility, he will think it's okay for him to be able to go and do certain things without asking because he's, he's, he's capable, right. Or things that he thinks he's capable of now and gets a little bit, you know, cocky and overconfident at times. And, and just to remember that, that discipline is not punishment, that discipline is a virtue and a fruit of the spirit that in order for, um, for us to discipline our children, which to me is, is almost synonymous with raising them in the exercise of self-control, like we need to be disciplined ourselves And so remembering that we're remaining consistent in what we're doing. And if our child is going in and trying to do something that maybe they shouldn't be all on their own, 
being very mindful of the way that we're talking to them and not yelling at them or, or punishing them or, um, overly disciplining them on account of it, but approaching it in a way that, um, we are remaining under self-control and disciplined ourselves and remembering the greater task here is that we're raising them to be responsible adults one day and keeping in mind all of the skills and characteristics we want them to have when they do become adults one day and how do we foster that? And so one of the things that I just learned from Joy, who's going to be here on the podcast shortly, she is a, um, parenting coach that my husband and I are working with right now. She has encouraged us to um, think of this verse from James. She has reminded us of James 1.19 says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. And we're working with her right now through what's called the Connected Families Framework, which you'll learn more about when she's a podcast guest. Um, And it's been pretty incredible because I think my natural and many of us, our natural response is to show up quick, large, and loud in these moments of like, wait, what are you doing? Why did you do that? Oh my goodness. You're not allowed to do that. And instead to approach these situations soft, low, and slow. And that is just something that we've learned in our first week of of coaching with her and walking through this program with her. And it's been super relevant and prevalent on my heart and um, a great reminder to me. And I hope to you that in these moments of when our kids do um, maybe show a little bit too much independence and self-governance for their age or for their safety, that we are approaching it correctly. But then continuing to remind ourselves that if they're exhibiting behaviors or showing the confidence in themselves and being able to do it, that there is an opportunity for us to learn and grow in that, to step forward and lean into that, and maybe just continue to provide these instructions and more patience and allowing them to become capable, responsible, and thriving adults to allow them to practice this skill, even if it means that they're going to fail, even if it means that they might get hurt sometimes or fall down, but taking a step back and allowing them the space to grow and to learn through actually doing. And so I wanted to bring up this, this topic today and speak on this and share this episode because I see so many moms, especially like the younger, the kids, almost the worse it has a tendency to be. And I shared this about my son again, because he's only two and a half. And he is so equipped and he is so capable. And I'm just trying to foster that independence in him and that self-autonomy so he is able to grow up as a responsible and mature adult, able to make wise decisions and govern himself. But also because I see a lot of moms who are struggling and who are drowning, who 
feel like they need to be there for every beck and call of their children who are unable to step out of that. They're always our babies mindset and who are struggling with that change is hard mindset and who are struggling with, but being a mom is my purpose. And so I'm going to be here to lay myself down and serve the every beck and call of my children and their four-year-olds and seven-year-olds and 12-year-olds are not even allowed in a sense to do the things that my two-year-old is fully capable of doing. So I just want to bring this into awareness and help you guys to focus on your children's strengths over focusing on their weaknesses and to know how equipped and capable and competent they really truly are and to start exploring those areas. Because when it comes to the things that I talked about earlier and living in your purposes that are greater than the purpose of being a mother, not greater in terms of like better, but larger picture in terms of greater than being a mother, there's so much more that we can be doing for our kingdom and our community. And there's so much more we can be doing to live in our strengths and our giftings and being an example to our children on how we are living and being and what we are doing with our lives that they are going to learn from. Remember, a lot of what kids do, it's caught, not taught. I said, I never told my kid to put the Lego bin back in the toy room, but he just watched us do that over and over and over again. He caught that. And so be very mindful about the examples that you're setting for your children. And all this to say, because when I encourage moms that, that they are made for more, that they are capable of more, they have this tendency to fall back, but I'm taking away from my kids when I do, but I'm not there to serve them if I do, but I can't do self-care because then I'm not there for kid care, like to care for my children. And it always comes down to this time. Moms are always so limited with their time. And I want to encourage you, there is so much time that can be freed up by allowing your kids this autonomy and this self-governance and allowing them and equipping them to be able to do things on their own. And I'm not saying, you know, just let them go do dangerous stuff and don't even keep an eye on them. So <laughs> hear me there, please. Um, but I hope this encouraged you today. I hope that it's broadened your thought processes and your horizons. Maybe you're challenging some of these thoughts about change or the purpose of a mother or your kids' capabilities. And that was the whole point of this. If you have any thoughts or takeaways, I would love to see you over in the Intentional Abundance community. I am dying to connect with all of my listeners on here to find out who you are and to learn more about you. So please jump over there, leave um, your takeaways, ask any questions, or start a conversation on this podcast episode. Maybe there's something I said in here that you're like, mm, I don't agree with, or I don't think that's biblical. Let me know. I want to have a conversation about it because the only thing that that's going to do is help us all learn and become better versions of ourselves and better mothers and better members of the kingdom of God. God bless.